Welcome to the Barbell Lifestyle Podcast, where we bridge the gap between you and your goals with science and sustainability in your health, nutrition, mindset, and lifestyle journey. I hope you share and enjoy. and welcome back to another episode of the Barbell Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Christina Lynn, and I'm here with my co-host, Marissa Roy. And in today's episode, we are going to revamp one of our very early on episodes. So it was number 28, and we talked about how to stay on track while traveling. And while we were going back through the episode description, we were like, wow, (laughs) we should probably do an updated version of this, especially since... Uh, I just got back from traveling and Marissa is about to travel for uh, a little, about a week you're leaving for. Yeah. A little over a week. Yeah. 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 So that's what today's episode will be. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the list of things. I just felt like, cause we started this podcast in 2020 and then we probably recorded that. You said June of 2021. So yeah, mm-hmm. it was so long ago. And I mean, it's not like, like you said, the stuff we talked about isn't bad and it's not wrong, but like none of it really matters if your head's in the wrong space. So (laughs) that's kind of what we wanted to touch on today and just getting behind the mindset around travel, because I mean, what I've seen, and I know what you said that just when we were off air, like what you've seen too, is like people just have a very dysfunctional mindset around traveling where it's like, well, you know, And I actually, there was somebody that I called out for this recently. Um, Oh yeah. I remember it was one of my clients and she was like, yeah, I'm just going to like try to get through this weekend. And then, you know, I'll be, I'll go back to my goals like on Monday and this and that. And she like kind of just said it in passing in a check-in video. And I was like, did you know that you just said that? (laughs) And uh, I kind of called her out and I was like, so what do you, what did you mean by that? Like, are we kind of perpetuating some all or nothing thinking there, but I think it's super, super common. And she's someone who's very self-aware. We've done a lot of, we've done a lot of work together. She's not new to this, but even people who are experienced can kind of fall into that mindset. Even myself, like I could fall into that mindset sometimes. So when it comes to traveling, it's like, we often think like, well, I'll travel and then I'll get back and then I'll get back into my routine. But it's like, have you ever considered like, what if we just didn't go off track when we traveled in you know, different ways and we can be creative about it. It doesn't have to look a certain way, but I think we can kind of just break down what all that even means and like really get into why we tend to think of that it that way and how we can shift it. Yeah. And actually that reminds me. So we had a client who same thing. She's, you know, a lot of travel, a lot of upcoming things. And she kind of had a overbooked herself in the sense that she just didn't have as much time as she thought she was going to. And so she asked if she could pause. And so the assistant coach came to me and we were talking about it. And I was like, well, how long was she wanting to pause for? And she was like a week. And I was like, Hmm. And I was like, I think this kind of, you know, it's not like, okay, well, I'm going on vacation or I have this thing going up. So I'm just going to pause. And then health and fitness just like our goals are not there. We don't do anything. And I was like, you know, what we're going to get into is just like, Hey, I think we need to manage expectations because kind of like you're saying, it's like, I feel like people think I either am traveling and maybe they just don't know how to stay on track or they don't know. They, they feel like, like you were saying, it has to be all or nothing. It's either 
I am a hundred percent on my health and fitness goals and I'm tracking my macros and I'm bringing my scale and I don't eat anything and I don't have fun. Or I just am like, I don't even think about health and fitness and I'm just going to eat whatever and deal with the consequences when I get back on Monday. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 we can find a middle ground. Like we can do both. Yeah. Well, I feel like it's, it's like that. And it, it also even goes back into like how we view being on track in the first place. It's like, we have this very rigid definition of what healthy means uh, healthy means that I am eating from home and I'm having all unprocessed foods and I don't touch sweets and I don't touch anything bad, quote unquote, and I work out every day and like that is healthy. And it's like, okay, well, if that's your definition of being on track, then literally any deviation is being off track. So of course, traveling is being off track because you're not waking up in your own bed and you know, you might have to find out how to fill up your water bottle some other way. Like there's no possible way you could do it. Right. But it's like, I think it comes back to the definitions. How do we view healthy? How do we view being on track? And if we can shift that to not just a specific regimen, regimented thing of this is exactly the plan that is healthy. It's actually a much broader definition of this is just the general way that I live. And I like to kind of describe it as like, you want to think about things in themes, not prescriptions. So like a prescription is I have 40 grams of oats and one egg white and, you know, protein powder and fruit for breakfast. And that is like, that is healthy versus I eat lots of nutrient dense fruits, vegetables, whole grains at every single meal and hydrate myself exercise regularly, et cetera. Those are themes, but specific workouts, specific meals are prescriptions. And so a lot of times we think that being healthy is a prescription when really being healthy is about living by themes. Um, and so if we can kind of shift in that direction, then being healthy and being on track can be anywhere. Like you can eat nutrient dense foods, fruits, vegetables, drink a lot of water, exercise regularly, move your body, no matter where you are. And so I think the first thing you have to do is dissect what is your definition of being on track? What does that actually mean? How are you, what box are you putting it into? Break the box. And then you can kind of start to understand, like, how can I be more flexible when I'm traveling? Yeah. Yeah. And that's basically the conversation that we had with this client where it's like, Hey, yeah, we, we definitely understand that like we have a lot going on, but if we pause your contract, that's going to, again, that's just going to continue to reinforce that we're either on or off, right? Like that health and fitness just takes a back seat, and it's like, yeah. you know, your level of dedication is going to ebb and flow based on what you have going on. Um, but they don't just disappear because life gets busy. It's like, we may just need to, I mean, we love our dial analogy, right? It's like, we may just need to dial it back and maybe we don't you know, get to the gym for that week. And that's totally fine. Like, but we still, you know, we're going to prioritize water. Like we're going to, like you said, prioritize nutrient dense foods. Like maybe we're eating out a little bit more than normal, but like we can still make those, those good choices, right? I don't want to say good, but we can still make those healthier choices when it comes to that. So I, I love, I think again, you know, we, we love our mindset, but I think it's, we realize it's like, you know, we can give our clients all these tactical, like 
tips, tips and tricks for how to stay on track, but it really doesn't matter if our mindset isn't there and clearly going over expectations beforehand. So kind of like, do you have anything else before we dive into expectations? Yeah. I mean, I, it's just like, I get that, like you're paying money, right? Like, and you want to make the most of it. Like the mindset behind is like, I want to make the most of the money that I'm putting into this contract. And it's like, yes, but again, your definition is of making the most of it is seeing the most results in that one week by being as perfect as possible. But what if your definition of making the most of it was learning how to navigate the ebbs and flows of life with a coach, learning how to be adaptable, learning how to shift your mindset. And if you're just willing to have that conversation through that week where you're traveling or you're on vacation and you need to be flexible, it's like, okay, well, how much more value does that provide when the next time you go on vacation, you don't balloon up 10 pounds because you actually learned how to shift your mindset around the vacation. Right. So it's like, I I don't know. I'm just done kind of putting qualifiers on like, yeah, we love to talk about mindset. Like, you know what? I just own it. Like we, we just, that is the core of changing your life. And I get that you want to make the most of it, but like you kind of have to shift your definition of that too, because that's, what's going to provide you with the most longevity. Yeah. I love that. So it's like, you know, when we have clients are like, Oh, but I'm going on, I'm going on vacation once during this 12 weeks, or like, can we in it, you know, can we, can we start after that? Or, you know, like really thinking that you have to be in this place where like, you don't do anything for the next 12 weeks while you're working with a coach. It's almost like, like coaching doesn't exist, right? Like coaching doesn't exist in this little 12 week bubble where you like, don't leave your house. It's like, we want you to go out to dinner. We want you to travel. And like you were saying, it's like, we want to teach you how to navigate those situations. So you can apply everything that we've learned together into real life situations, because that is going to really amount to you being successful and being able to do this the rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's actually a disservice to like do, let's say do coaching or hire a coach or recruit support for your journey, any journey it's actually a disservice to do that when the time is right. The time is perfect. And I think that there's certain things that do require like time and attention where it's important that like, it's a good enough time where like, for example, I'm doing an eight week sales course where I need to be on two hour long live calls per week and do some coursework. If I didn't wait to finish my functional health certification before I started that, I literally would not have been able to make the calls or do the coursework. So like, I only have that for eight weeks. I kind of need to like be able to show up. But Mm -hmm. when it comes to like your lifestyle, like that's an educational course. That's like, I'm doing modules and I'm just like absorbing and like taking notes, but this is your life. Like this is your health and your fitness is the choices that you make on a day-to-day basis. And I think this is another misconception that people have. And it comes back to the definition of like, what is coaching, what is receiving help with your health and fitness? People often think it's the, it's the plan. It's the PDF with the meals and the workouts that you get. And it's like, that's what I'm paying for. That is not what you're paying for. You're paying for being taught how to think through these situations in your day-to-day life. And it doesn't matter how good the piece of paper is. If you're not implementing it and working on like troubleshooting your 
struggles, your successes, your mistakes as you go through and the values and the conversations that you have outside of that. And so I think it's like you, you can always be having a conversation and you can always be analyzing your choices in hindsight, in the moment, you can always be looking at that. So when it comes to health and fitness coaching, it's like, honestly, the craziest time is the best time. And I will, I will die on that hill. There's not many hills that I'll die on, but I will die on that one. <laughs> that and dessert every day. <laughs> yes. Um, that. Yeah, no, I absolutely love that. So um, with that being said though, all right, so we're, we're going on vacation, right? So what we want to do is talk about mindset and, and really managing our expectations. So it's like, okay, if you have a wedding in two or three weeks or something like that, it's your wedding and you have very specific goals or, uh, you know, whatever it may be, you have, you have very specific, uh, health fitness goals. You might need to be a little bit more strict or a little bit more disciplined and, you know, enjoy some things in moderation versus like a YOLO trip where it's like, you know, you've been dreaming about going to Italy, you know, for forever. This is the the one time this is your first time. Um, or, you know, I know that you've talked about before having like a client who went to New York and like the sole purpose was having this like foodie trip, right? Like those are two very different scenarios and how you manage yourself. Um, and so with that being said, it's like also at the same time, we want to set up realistic goals for both of those scenarios and make sure that we understand, like, I don't want to say the consequences of your actions. Cause that sounds like very, very negative, but just kind of like what might happen upon your return when you get back. And if you are aware of those things, just makes it a little bit easier upon your return and like having a game plan, like prior, during and afterwards. Yeah. I think it's like, it's, I'm kind of seeing like three things come up. It's context expectations, and then seeing everything on a gradient. So what you said, right. The context of the situation is, is it a foodie trip? Am I just going on a business trip for a couple of days? Am I traveling somewhere, but not on vacation? Am I on vacation? Those are all very different things. And then like the context of like, what's the purpose of this trip? Like, is it to unwind? Is it to unwind from everything? Or is it to unwind from work? Because honestly, like, I think one of the best ways to unwind from work on a vacation is to still keep like healthy habits in play. Because like, if you're stressed out about like eating poorly and feeling like shit, like it's just going to make it worse. You're not going to be able to enjoy it. So, um, but so context, like what is the purpose of the trip as a whole? And then the expectations around it, right? So like, if it's a foodie trip, then the expectation is, I just don't want to go backwards by X amount. Like if I know I'm going to be like, intentionally overindulging for a purpose of like, I want to go to Levain Bakery in New York City, or I want to go to Italy and eat my face off. Like the (laughs) goal is to not overindulge by what degree and what degree are you okay with? And that is literally just a personal decision. It's like, if I am okay, here's an example, Aaron, my husband, my, my dear husband, he, he's not like this now, but he, he used to be very much the person where he was like, he was like in a competition to gain weight on vacation. He was like, I'm going to gain 10 pounds and I'm going to eat so much and this and that. Um, and so like, he was like mentally prepared, ready to okay with gaining 10 pounds on vacation. And that was mm-hmm. like his almost like target, <laughs> um, where it was like, I'm going to let myself just eat and eat and eat until I do that. Now he's in a super way different place, but like my goal on any vacation is to like, 
come back, like maybe a couple pounds bloated, but like have that truly be water weight, flush it out, be back to where I was. Um, and so like really just setting the expectation with yourself of what, what do you hope for the result to be? And then you have to set kind of your mindset accordingly. So if your goal is like, I'm dieting and I'm going on this trip and I want to come back and have made progress, then it's like, okay, well then here's what you need to do. You're going to have to be pretty rigid versus if it's like, I just don't want to go backwards. It's like, okay, well then you can kind of get away with some stuff. Like it's kind of like, you know, you can ebb and flow with the decisions. And if you go in and you're like, don't care what my consequences are. First of all, (laughs) this probably isn't the podcast for you, but, uh, (laughs) second of all, uh, it's, it's like, okay, well then like literally do whatever you want. Right. And, and be okay with that and just give yourself permission, regardless of the level of discipline required for whatever it is you want to get into. And then it's like about that gradient. So like volume dial zero to 100, or like just everything operates on kind of a continuum. So it's, it's about being fluid there and like allowing your choices to ebb and flow. And it's not like every single choice in this trip needs to be perfect or every single choice in this trip needs to be bad. It's like, I can eat an egg white omelet with a side of fruit for breakfast, but we can get pizza for dinner. Or like I can skip drinks one day and have drinks the next. Like it is literally your choice. Like no one forces you to do anything. It is your choice. You can do whatever you want. And I love that because it's like, you know, if you are going out to breakfast or something, you are on your trip or whatever, and you see someone in front of you make what you might consider better or healthier choices than you, it's like, there's no right or wrong way to do it. It's based off of what is going to make you feel your best. And again, like, what are your expectations? And like, what is the context? So someone else might do something and like, and I I like to give this example. It's like you going out to eat, like, let's say you travel for work and you travel pretty frequently and you have to eat out a lot. And, and it's, you know, it's not necessarily like your foodie YOLO trip. So it's like, okay, well maybe I make, like I order some grilled chicken and like, you know, a side salad and a baked potato and whatever. And like, that's, my version of what is going to, you know, cause I do this pretty frequently. So I've got to, you know, and I, I don't want to go backwards and I want to, you know, maintain my fat loss. And then the person in front of you orders a burger and like fries and they have like a couple beers or whatever, but it's like, okay, again, the context for that person is maybe this is, even though it's a business trip, maybe this is the only trip that they've gone on the entire year and they want to enjoy themselves out at dinner. It's like, it's the same thing, but both of those people are like happy and content with their choices. Um, so I think that there's, it, it's really big and really important to know that there are no right or wrong. It's literally like, what is going to make you feel your best during the trip and then afterwards as well. So we have, um, like, again, you know, for us, like we have non-negotiables when we travel, And it's like, we prioritize hydration because we know that that is just going to help us feel our best during the trip. And then afterwards it can help with digestion. So it's like, I I just, I feel like they're just kind of like little non-negotiables that you kind of have and set up for yourself. And I have a lot of clients that struggle and I'm going off on like all these different tangents (laughs) because I have all these different client examples. Um, but one of the things that I like to do is going into a trip is kind of think about what are your non-negotiables? Like, what are the things that I have to do? Um, and that, whether that just gives you a little bit more structure to your day, 
and makes you feel a little bit more normal, especially if you're, you're traveling quite often. It's kind of like, okay, um, maybe I recognize that I need to start my morning off with like gratitude journaling. Cause that's something I do at home. And it's going to help me feel a little bit more, uh, at home. Or, you know, I go on like a, a 20, 30 minute walk early in the morning. Cause I don't know what the rest of my day is going to look like. I want to make sure I'm prioritizing movement. Um, or you bring certain items with you that, you know, are going to help you hit your macros. So just like, I really like to think about those type of things too, is not just the the context, um, but also like kind of setting up your, like just those items that you kind of have to get done every single day that you know are going to help you feel your best. Yeah. And I think a kind of an underrated part of that whole spiel is like, so make the choices that are going to make you feel good. The problem is that what gets in the way is our fear of other people's judgment and opinions. And so you kind of like, I I don't know a better way to simplify this to be totally honest. And so I'm just going to say it in a very blunt way. You have to give yourself permission and like unconditional positive regard for like what you want to do and stop letting like comments from others actually be the thing that derails you from doing what you want to do because what happens is you're in line the person in front of you orders a burger and you order like a chicken breast or whatever and you get a comment that's like oh you're eating healthy this trip ew like such a buzzkill and then the next meal you order something fun because you want to and you're trying to balance your choices out but no one else understands and they don't need to understand you don't need to feel the need to explain it to them but then you're going to get a comment like oh i thought you were eating healthy like da, da, da. and then you're going to feel bad because you're like oh my gosh you're right i thought i was eating healthy what am i doing but it's like no like just like actually go through this in your head with yourself first have kind of an idea of your game plan and then just like own your choices right like if you're going to move forward with the like burger and fries because you're like every other meal this trip has been like spot on. I've ordered perfectly. I feel great about all my choices. And I just really want to indulge this one time. You have to give yourself permission to do that. If you are going to be the, you know, healthy one the whole time, and you're going to like, you know, indulge, you're not going to indulge at all. And just like, you, you gotta be ready for those comments, like, and you can't let them phase you. And I don't, yeah, I just don't know a better way to, to explain it, but it's like, if you do it enough, people just kind of stop making comments because like, that's just who you are and it's what you do. But when you're starting your journey or you're trying to change from the way that you were, people will try to put you in the box of the person that they think you are, not the person that you're trying to become. So if you've always been the person that orders like, oh, perfect example, my husband again, um, <laughs> example for him his reputation was literally built around ordering two entrees at restaurants being the one that could put down the most food like and like when we go see old friends like they get surprised now that like he orders like a grilled chicken entree or like something healthy or only orders one or like his sushi order stops after three rolls like (laughs) it's like it it actually shocks people and then they try to put him back in the box and he's like ah not today, right? Because he's owned those choices now. But an old version of him would have literally felt the need to order more just because of the people that he was around without them even having to say anything. It's like, I'm trying to make these changes. I want to make these changes, but we're with so-and-so tonight. And I know that they're going to, you know, 
hashtag double entree gang with me. So I need to order too. It's like, that's not your responsibility. That's their feelings. If it hurts their feelings that you're not being, you know, overeating with them, that's their fault. (laughs) It's not yours. So, um, yeah, I think it's, it's like all of the little, little psychological things that sneak into like how we make our decisions when we go out to eat, when we travel, when we're with people, when we're vacationing, when we're socializing, whatever, it's like, sometimes you, you kind of have to just sit with yourself. I think like a big part of what you said and what I said that aligns is just, you know, sit with yourself and make up your mind about how you want to approach the trip before you go on the trip. And if you have that clarity going in context, expectations, being fluid with those choices, then, then you're going to be able to own it versus kind of going in and winging it and being like, Oh, I don't know what I want to do. Then like, you're just going to be subject to all those opinions. So yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's hard because I feel like there are just so many little scenarios within scenarios that happen when you're traveling and staying on track. Um, but one of the the other things I was thinking about too, is like why it's important to think about these things prior to traveling is it, it is important to have a plan, but also recognize that that can change, uh, while yeah. you're on the trip. Um, and I, I think the biggest thing is because we, we've seen clients kind of like what you're saying. It's, it's almost like the, we've seen a lot of all or nothing. It's like, we have clients who are like, I am going to track every single gram that goes into my food. I'm going to work out every single day that I'm there. Um, And like, that is their, that's what they think they need to do to stay on track. And that's what they, their expectations are, or like your client earlier, "Ah, I'm just going to wing it and see what happens. And like, I'll get back on Monday. And so it's like trying to find um, a little bit in the middle, but also kind of just removing that all or nothing. Like it doesn't have to be one or the other that we can blend them, make some good choices where we're still enjoying ourselves, but we're not going to come back and self-loathe. Like you said, because we're up 10 pounds and it actually, okay, well going YOLO every single day actually doesn't make me feel good when I get home. So thinking about again, what, like you said, context and like expectations, and then what also is realistic. I think that's really important too, because it's like, if you're going to a conference and you're going to be working eight to eight or, you know, something like that, it may not be realistic that you're going to train every single day, your normal one hour in the gym, and you might not be in charge of your food like you were before. So really thinking about those things and then kind of coming up with a tactical plan and recognizing that your plan for travel, again, is going to change depending on all of those different factors. So um, I think you just kind of have some non-negotiables that like those don't change, but then like context, like again, traveling for work versus like a bachelorette party, <laughs> like those yeah. are going to be very, very different. Um, so do it's... we want to get into, what were you going to say? No, go for it. Oh, I was just going to say like, kind of, I, we're probably headed in the same direction. Cause I was going to say like, for example, a work conference versus a bachelorette trip, there's a couple of things that I'll do just personally that I feel like are valuable to share that I, that honestly transcend any event. It's like, I'm thinking about like when I went to coaching con in April and like when I'm going to go to, uh, the in-laws this week upcoming. And when I go to, uh, Nashville for a vacation in July, which by the way, that's where we're going. Um, <laughs> I posted that poll. Remember I was like, am I going to Tokyo or Italy or, uh, 
or Nashville or San Diego. And I was like, I put that poll out just to see who thinks that I'm like a bougie international traveler and who thinks I'm just like, let's go on a road trip. I was just curious. Uh, it was pretty <laughs> evenly split, but we're going to Nashville. Uh, but regardless of where I'm going, it's like, there's a couple things that like at this point are pretty automatic that I always do. It's like, number one, water bottle comes with me everywhere. Number two, greens comes with me everywhere. Um, number three, usually on trips, like the conference, it's like, it's not a vacation. I'm kind of there for work and it's all day. And the purpose is like, seize any opportunity you can to network and be around people. So in my head, I was like, cool, training's probably not going to happen. Uh, let's walk places. And wherever I end up eating with people for like networking, lunches and dinners, just find the protein on the menu and just get the best option. <laughs> Literally, that was it. That was my whole plan. I didn't pack protein. I didn't do some crazy meal prep service bullshit. Like I just was fluid. I was like, cool, you guys want to go to lunch? Awesome, let's go. And I would just look for the chicken breast bowl with like grains and veggies like they had it everywhere it was not a problem it's not always the thing that you want to eat the most but like just you know keep consistent with like can I find the best thing possible and they were great and I have been the exact same weight for like a year now <laughs> uh, and it's through a lot of travel that I've been able to do that and it's like the greens for me is like just a headspace thing I start my day with my greens my water um, and it gets kind of everything moving before I go have coffee and breakfast. And yeah, we just didn't, I didn't even do any like crazy, like breakfast prep or anything. I'm just like, I'll just use what's there. I'll just look for the protein. Uh, when we go for like extended trips, like a vacation or like staying with in-laws, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to make sure that the fridge has like some protein, like a yogurt or that there's a protein powder. Like for this road trip, we're just going to bring a tub of protein powder. Um, but like that's, that's literally it. Like you don't have to like go to the nines. You don't have to order a meal prep service to wherever you're going. I know the last time we recorded this episode, we talked about that, <laughs> but, um, yeah, just, just keep it simple and like, keep your eyes open for the opportunities wherever you are. Cause it's like, um, a lot of times the belief is just that like eating out is bad. But the problem with that is then it's like you go out to eat and you're immediately in a self-sabotaging mindset because you're like, well, it's bad. So like, I might as well just get like enchiladas or a burger or whatever. But it's like, what if you just like kept an open mind and looked for an option? Because I know plenty of Mexican places that have like healthy sections on the menu with like grilled chicken mm -hmm. and veggies. <laughs> um, and a lot of places just like to accommodate healthy options nowadays. So I think it's just a matter of, of staying open-minded, like you said, to not be all or nothing. Hey, hey, if you're not driving and you're liking this episode, just take two seconds and support our show by giving it a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. These ratings and reviews just allow us to bring more knowledgeable and influential people onto this show for you to learn everything possible about science and sustainability with respect to your goals. And if you like this episode, just screenshot it and tag us on Instagram to show your support. One share really could be the catalyst for someone in your life to transform their body, their health, and their fitness for good. And of course it helps our show grow too. And we appreciate that. All right, back to the show. Yeah. Yeah. And I have very, very similar things that I do. It's like, yeah, the water bottle is just, but like the water bottle comes with me everywhere I go. <laughs> so it's like traveling. It's not the expectation. So 
Um, and then just little things that I know are going to help me feel my best. So it's like, okay, I have water. I make sure I uh, chug a, you know, 20, 30 ounce thing of water in the morning before having coffee. And like, that's something that I do at home. Um, and I know that that's going to help with digestion. And like, I have like, I mean, and then it's, it's very different too. If I just had an AirPod fall out of my ear, but it's very <laughs> different. Um, if you are like in the middle of nowhere, like obviously you're not really going to be able to like walk everywhere because you're going to have to like get to the car or get an Uber or something like that. But if you're in a city, it's like, let's walk everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, and not, I mean, I, I love that. I love getting movement. I love knowing like, Oh, we just ate some food. And now I get to digest a little bit better. Um, so there's little things like that. But like you said too, like I'm, I'm not bringing a, I guess the, the big thing. And like, I, I talk about this all the time. And this is something that I talk about with my clients that, you know, discipline equals freedom. Like if you are pretty disciplined, like with your workouts and your nutrition and you're doing that, like pretty much all the time, if you go on vacation or you're traveling and you don't do it very often, it's kind of like you have that freedom to kind of like, again, not let loose, but like to just like be a little bit more relaxed with things. So like, or let loose. <laughs> yeah. Or let loose. So like, you know, I just, I just went to Charleston this past weekend and I got my training in and like, I didn't get all of it in, but I have been doing it like the months and months leading up before the trip. I don't travel very often with a baby. So like when we traveled, we went to the gym once, but it really wasn't for me. It was for a client. And like, I trained a little bit, but not at the same intensity, but I didn't worry about it. I didn't bring resistance bands. Like I didn't do any of that. It just wasn't really a big deal. And I knew taking a couple days off, it's like, whatever, I'd rather enjoy my company. Um, and do those things. And same thing with food. Like, you know, I've been hitting my macros. I'm making all these good choices. I don't go out to eat. I don't, I don't go out as much as you do, Marissa. I mean, I feel like you guys eat out pretty frequently. Um, but yeah. with that, it's like, you know, you said like, okay, well I, I have, because I'm eating out, like I do need to order, you know, chicken breast. <laughs> um, sometimes you can't just have this YOLO mentality every single time and order just whatever. Um, when, when I was in Charleston, I kind of just let my client pick, what do you want to eat? I'll split it with you. <laughs> um, but you know, at the, at the same time, you know, she's enjoying herself with food, but it, I'm also like being mindful of portion sizes and like making sure, okay, if we're eating all these things, I'm also going to have greens. Like I'm also going to have vegetables. I'm also going to have, um, lean protein sources because that's going to help me feel good, but I'm still indulging in those foods. Just, I don't need a, a whole thing of it to myself. I just need a little bit. And I am like good to go. And to me, I'm like, that is like, that's the best travel companion that you can yeah. have where you can like make those choices, but every, you know, still stay on track. Um, so, you know, I have those, those non-negotiables, but I'm definitely way, way, way more fluid than I have been in the past. And I think part of that too, is because we, we have done it so frequently, like with having our health and fitness goals be at a, a top priority for us that we trust ourselves when we travel. Yeah. Like, I think it's, it's like, I know that I can eat these things. And like you said, I might be up a couple pounds on Monday, but I know it's going to come right off. I don't need to do anything crazy. I don't need to do any extra cardio. I don't need to restrict my food. I'm just going to give it a few days. And sometimes it might be three or four or five, <laughs> um, but it's eventually going to come back down. Um, and like, you just trusting that, like, I can go on vacation, take a few days off, come back and it's not going to ruin me. So I think also having that, that trust and level of experience, the more times you do it, the just more sure of your choices you are in the future. Yeah. Well, that's like discipline equals freedom on like a grander scale. Like 
it, it's like over the course of the past eight years, I've been extremely disciplined to the point where I've learned exactly what works, what doesn't, what choices I should make, what choices I shouldn't, what makes me feel best, what doesn't make me feel good when I travel. So that now, like the reason that we're sitting here and I think it's kind of funny in a way, like I'm kind of, I was like laughing as you were talking and I was like reflecting on how much we've grown and how like freaking relaxed we are. We're just like, yeah, like I just kind of like do whatever and it's fine. Like <laughs> um, that, that freedom doesn't come from nowhere. And I think that there is a certain amount of debt that needs to be paid down of like learning how to be disciplined so that you can learn how to be appropriately flexible because just being flexible alone will not get you results. Right. And it's like, so we put, we paid down the debt of like years and years and years of learning and knowledge and building up our arsenal of all these tools and building our bodies the way that we want them to look and feel that now maintenance of it is like, that's freedom. That's just like, I, I can literally go out and do whatever most of the time, because like my routine is just so down pat that like, I am able to maintain the results that I want, but it wasn't always that way. And so I think it's also just knowing where you are in your journey and what your goals are and your expectations, again, expectations around what your result, what results you want, right? Cause if you want big, crazy, awesome results, that is a season that requires a season of being more disciplined. And that season might be six months. It might be six years, depending on the kind of results that you want. Extraordinary results takes extraordinary discipline. But if you're just looking to have peace with your habits and your routines, like that could be a much shorter timescale of like learning how to be disciplined in order to be flexible. But I think that you have to pay down a certain amount of debt for discipline in order to learn the appropriate amount of flexibility. Cause I think a big problem that people run into is they look at like fitness influencers online and they're like, Oh my gosh, this person's intuitively eating while they're out, you know, while traveling. And I can do that too. It's like, cool. But if you literally don't know what a protein source is, how are you going to quote unquote intuitively eat for your goals? If you don't know what the heck to order. So there's just amount, a certain amount of time that needs to be spent learning, understanding, being disciplined, figuring out what is truly right, wrong, good, bad for your body. And then from there, you can have all that freedom and flexibility because you know what the heck you're doing. <laughs> yeah. It's funny when you're talking about, um, being flexible and how we're just, we really are just kind of like go with the flow now. And <laughs> I, I, think a lot, I think a lot of it though, is just a lot of the things that, that you a lot of the things that used to require a lot of like, I don't know, thought it's just second nature to us now. So I think maybe that's why. Well, and, and the fact that our go with the flow, do whatever still isn't quote unquote normal. Like other outsiders would still look at what I order and be like, you're so healthy. Like that is literally like when I go with the flow, when I go, you know, to this conference and I just Oh, we can go to lunch. That's awesome. What did I order? Grilled chicken breast, Buddha bowl with the sauce on the side. Like uh, random people off the street would still look at that and be like, eh, seems boring. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Always, always sauce on the side. But yeah, it's just, it's just small little habits like that because you know, like, okay, I'm going to save a couple hundred calories by doing that. Like, yeah. And then I'll have an appetite for dessert. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Like cookies. (laughs) And yeah, I thought one of the, it was so funny when we went to um, the IFCA legacy conference where, you know, we're in a room full of, you know, 70 health and fitness coaches and we all go out to dinner and we see a cookie place across the street and we're like, oh, well, we are definitely doing that after dinner. And that's exactly what we did. And like everyone, you know, we did this like cookie graveyard and it's like funny, you know, we're all like health and fitness coaches, but I think it's also really important. Like we literally practice what we preach. Like we're not restricting ourselves. We're not like, oh, we're health and fitness coaches. We can't have cookies. It's like, no, we want cookies. Like we're gonna have a little bit, but no one went crazy. Right. No one went overboard. Like, you know, so I think that that's really funny. Um, um, and we even asked the the workers there, like, what do you think we do? And we're like, oh, we're health coaches. Um, but it, when we were talking about being being strict and like how we are now, I was thinking back to a time. I don't know if you remember. Remember when you and Kristen came out on the boat with uh, my dad? And yeah, someone? when I got like sick. You got really sick. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was thinking about, um, here you go. You got to give Colton his applesauce. Um, but one of the things I was thinking about is I think we brought grilled chicken and veggies to eat. I remember like Kristen was eating out of like a Tupperware at some point. And Kristen was, I think was in prep though. Yeah. I think she was yeah. like one or two weeks out or something crazy. I had just competed like, and I was early. Two, in prep. Yeah. I had just competed, um, two or three weeks ago. So we were all at like very, very different stages. But I remember my dad had got the grill and he made the chicken and he was cutting up the vegetables and he was going to give me the plate of vegetables. And I remember he ate like like a little thing of zucchini and I freaked out. And I was like, dad, I measured. He was like, oh my God, I'm sorry. I didn't know. Um, But yeah, I mean, again, granted prep is very different and you know, it was only a couple, but I mean, now it's still I just, like a bite of zucchini. <laughs> yeah. For me, I was like, Oh my God, I don't think you understand how much I want that food. And like, I want every gram of zucchini <laughs> and I measured it and my macros were perfect. Um, but again, so again, I know that prep and contest prep is very different. Um, but if I was in prep now and that had happened, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought twice. <laughs> Yeah, or I'm just like, all right, cool. <laughs> I'd be like, ah, or you know, okay. I've What's one tenth a... of a calorie? You know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, I can eat some zucchini when I get home today. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, you know, I was just thinking about that. It made me think about the flexibility, and now just kind of like, meh, like whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's a better place to be, and it's a better mindset to pass on. But I think just adding the qualifier in of like, there is a certain amount of like earning your right to have that mentality and it's like and if you're not where you want to be yet with your goals like I'm I'm personally saying this from a place of like I literally don't have much aspiration to change my physique at all like I'm literally like this is the body that I want I just want to maintain it that is the lens that I'm speaking from and so if you have a lot of changes that you want to make to your body it might be a little bit of a different lens. It doesn't mean you can't be relaxed, but it's like, you have to take that with a grain of salt and also understand what needs to get done in order for you to reach your goal. It can still be realistic. It can still be sustainable, but there is that qualifier of like, you may have to make 
this many more choices that are in alignment with your goals. You might have to track a little bit more. You might have to be a little bit more prepared when you go to these trips, vacations, et cetera. But that doesn't mean that you have to be miserable either. So take the principles, but be prepared at the level that you need to be prepared for, for your goals. And if you have no idea how prepared you need to be, then that's when you should hire a coach. (laughs) Yeah. And I want to add in there too, is it not only does it depend on your goals, but it also depends on the timeline and what you're okay with. Um, so again, like let's, I keep using the wedding example, but it, cause I, I, I just feel like that's really important for a lot of, a lot it's of wedding females. Season. Yeah. Um, but it's like, okay, if you have a wedding in 12 weeks and you're doing a 12 week wedding prep and you want to lose 10 pounds or something, that's very different than someone who wants to lose 10 pounds, but they don't have any sort of timeline. It's yeah. like those those are going to be very, very different with how we approach it. Because let's say both of those people are going on a trip. Well, the person who has that wedding, she needs to probably be just a little bit more uh, disciplined with her choices, but someone who doesn't have a timeline, they can, you know, YOLO if they want to YOLO knowing that, Hey, I may not make any progress. I may not actually maintain, I might go backwards a week, but if you're okay with that, and I'm okay with that too, especially if you're going to be happy with your choices. So I have a client um, who, you know, she's lost, I think she's almost at 30 pounds. Um, and I, I think she's made great progress as far as how long we've been working together. We're right about 40 weeks. So to lose 30 pounds in 40 weeks is great. But one of the things that I absolutely love, and I tell her this all the time, I'm like, dude, you're going on vacations. Like you're having girls trips. Like you have like she, and I, the thing I love too, is like, she makes conscious decisions where she'll say, I don't care about, you know, food or health or macros. Like in this moment, I just wanted to be able to go have fun and do this. Or I went to, you know, you're like here and I had donuts or whatever it is. And like, but she's like, but I'm, I was okay with that. Like I made that conscious decision and I get back, you know, on track and I come back and, and that's what I love rather than having, like, I don't understand why I didn't track for four days and ate whatever. And I came back and I was up a pound. Like, yeah. so that I think that that's, that's really too important. It's like, what are you okay with? Because if you want to just get in and get out, like, you know, do your progress and yeah, we're going to be a little bit more strict, but if you want to still kind of live your life and like enjoy things and like your rate of progress, maybe a little bit slower than maybe you would like, but it's like, but I'm not really having to give up anything. It's like, those are two very different approaches, um, but same goals in in sort of sense. You just have to own your choices. Like, and I think that's what I love about her. It's like, she, she owns her choices. There's no regrets when you own your choices. Cause you were like, I, I decided this, right? right. The victim mentality comes in when it's like, oh no, I, went off track and this and that happened to me. It's like, no, it didn't. You chose to take four extra shots, whether or not you had impaired judgment is another conversation, but like you chose to do that. And that was like what you decided to do in that moment. Did you sit with yourself and ask what you're okay with before? Probably not. And that's probably why you regret it now. So like, again, it's just travel mentality. Number one, set your intentions at the forefront before the trip, beginning of the trip. What am I, what are, what, what is my context? What are my expectations and how fluid do I want to be with my choices? And what am I, you know, what, what, what are my expectations around results? What am I okay with 
coming home to in terms of, you know, the scale, my progress, et cetera. And then center your choices around that. If you do that, like you're, you're golden, you're absolutely golden for your travel. Yeah. Do we want to, I feel like we're, we're already at like, you know, 47 minutes. So, um, I feel like there'd be a lot to kind of go into like more like tactical things, like with like lodging and flying and movement and hydration. I feel Um, like we already weaved it in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we do have, if you want to go back and listen to episode 28, we do (laughs) a lot more tactical type, uh, conversations. And I think it would be interesting to listen to this and then go back and listen to that episode. I don't want to do it. I don't want to, I'm not going to do it, but for our listeners, if you haven't listened to that, we would, we do give more tactical tips, but I think it's also the, you know, the theme of that episode is a little bit more of like how you do want to stay on track with your goals. <laughs> These yeah. are things that you can, that you can do. Um, yeah. to so do if that, that so. applies to you and you're like, I want to stay on track. I want to be disciplined. I, that is, that is the goal that I have set for this trip then go listen to that one because it'll be gold for you there. But if you really liked everything we said here, maybe just like, you know, water movement, look for the protein on the menu. Like that's probably enough. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, you know, I think also paying attention to your hunger or fullness cues. Oh yeah. There's a lot that I'm missing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But those are just kind of like the base things. And then just, just, being a little bit more flexible. Like you don't have to train every single day, but if you want to do a little bit of movement, you know, you can bring some resistance bands or, you know, if your hotel has a fitness center and again, context, it's like, are you traveling once, twice a year, or are you traveling for work and you, you know, need to do some things to stay on track? Well, yeah. And most importantly, like whatever you choose, it's okay. Like you can choose to be extra disciplined or you could choose to not like it is absolutely like if you want to bring resistance bands and do a workout in your hotel room freaking do it like that's awesome i am super proud of you and happy for you there's literally like there's no wrong answers yeah yeah there's no right or wrong way to do it and then the other thing that i really want to point out is you weren't good or bad and you shouldn't Mm -hmm. harbor any guilt over choices that you did or didn't make and you know we talk about Every single experience that you go through, there are no failures, only lessons learned. So if you go on a trip and you're like, "Mm, I don't feel very good. I didn't feel good during my trip. I don't feel good when I return. Then it's like, okay, well, maybe there are some things that I need to do for the next time I travel that will help me feel a little bit better. Or if you come back and you're like, man, you know what? I was stressed about food and how I looked the entire time. And I wasn't present with those around me. And I went to the gym and that took away time from my family that I only see once a year. Then you kind of realize like, maybe I need to scale it back a little bit. So, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not just, I'm not so consumed with health and fitness the entire time. So there are no failures, just only lessons learned. And that will just teach you a lesson for what you want to implement the next time that you travel. So I think again, the important overall theme from this whole entire, if you want to, you know, I mean, you've already probably listened to the, (laughs) the entire episode, but just do what you feel like is going to bring you peace that you can enjoy yourself and that you're happy with your decisions and no punishment or restriction when you return. 
just jump right back into your normal routine because we do not want to create any unhealthy cycles with, you know, binging and restricting and anything like that. It's just whatever your choices are, just get right back on track. Yeah. And you will absolutely most likely feel the urge to restrict extra and do those things. And you will find yourself trying to justify it. That is where you have to look at that very critically and, and actively resist those urges and be like, that is not the best thing for me. And I know this because I do it almost every time I come back from a trip, even if it's like two pounds on the scale where I'm like, I know I'm bloated. I know it's going to go back down tomorrow. The first thought in my head is, okay, uh, I would love to just like lay low on like the carbs today. Like that is literally my first thought. I'm like, oh, I'll just, I'll just like have less carbs with like lunch or something. And I've been doing this as a professional for like seven and a half years. (laughs) So if I'm not immune to it, I know you're not. So, uh, just, you know, keep that in mind. It's going to come up. You're going to have the thought and then you can just quietly shut it down. Yeah. And another, uh, I guess, kind of little tactic that I'll throw in too, is if, if you know that you are that type of person or, you know, you're maybe not a hundred percent, like can look at the scale and be objective with it and make, and it doesn't have any sort of outcome on your mood, then yeah, you can jump on the scale the next day and just look at it as data. And that's fine. If you are someone who is a little bit more, you know, like, Ooh, Uh, if I have that urge, if I see the scale up, then I'm going to want to jump and do all this cardio and reduce, (laughs) reduce, um, carbs. It's like, you know, maybe just the first, the first couple, sorry, Colton is awake and very loud. Um, you know, the, the first couple days that I get back from traveling, maybe I just don't weigh myself and just give my, you know, just, so it's just a peace of mind thing. It's whatever. I don't think about it. I don't look at it. And so therefore my, like how I feel about myself and the actions that I have are not changed. Um, so I think again, just really thinking about who you are and and what your tendencies are, and that might just help you in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, I think that covers it. I thought that we were going to be able to <laughs> have a qu- faster episode, but again, I think that we focused a lot more on other things compared to our previous sure. episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, but hopefully you guys, um, got a lot out of this and wherever you're going have fun, but we hope that you yeah, enjoyed this happy travel episode. Yeah. Happy travels, safe travels, but we hope that you enjoyed this episode. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. You can find both of us on Instagram. You can find me at Christy Lynn fit. Marissa is at Marissa Roy fitness. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we hope to see you back next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Barbell Lifestyle Podcast, and we hope you enjoyed this episode and learned something from it. Please remember that Christina and I are not medical professionals, so if you're going to make any changes to your exercise or nutrition routines, please consult with your doctor or medical team first. Finally, we would love you even more than we already do if you took the time to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Ratings and reviews are how this podcast moves up the ranks and becomes accessible to even more people. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next Tuesday here at the Barbell Lifestyle Podcast.